Samilla from Menswear by a Woman podcast. Welcome to another episode. I've got some, my, well, actually, my guest, he's, um, you all have seen him on Instagram, and he's one of the most elegant dressers that I've come across uh, on Instagram. Um, he dresses very, very well in menswear. And when I actually saw him, the way he was dressed and everything, I thought, oh, let me get him on board and let's talk about menswear. And he, obviously he said yes, thank God. Um, and I'm going to get him on board. His name's Loic Roman, and I probably said his surname not the proper accent way, but I'm going to get him on board. Loic, welcome to Menswear by a Woman Podcast. It is absolutely amazing to have you on board. Thank you very much for inviting me. Like your presentation is uh, actually quite perfect. So oh, fantastic. It's a real pleasure to be here. <laughs> Thank you so much. I must admit that your menswear style um, of the images on the photos that you have are so great in a sense. They're so elegant and classic at the same time. And I just wanted to know if you, was it always, did you always dress like this, even as a teenager yeah. as well? <laughs> so first, uh, thank you very much for for for, for the compliments. That uh, it really touched me. Um, no, absolutely not. Like uh, as I mean, that's I was interested in uh, classic menswear since a very long time. But obviously, when you are fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, yeah, you you can't really dress like this to go to school or whatever. So. Yeah. so I was just like reading a lot. It was like more or less the beginning of uh, all those blogs like uh, Parisian Gentleman or Permanent Style. So it was more or less 2010, something like this. Okay. And uh, afterwards, when I started working uh, in a bank, I thought, okay, so no, I read a lot of things. No, it's really time to put uh, things in, uh, in practice. So that's how I start really dressing in a more classical way. Before I was more casual. Oh, definitely. I can't. I can't imagine you the way um, yeah, as a casual dresser. <laughs> Actually, since uh, COVID, I will say that I dress a bit more casually. Like uh, during the week, I always wear a suit uh, to the office, more or less. But, but like, uh, okay, it's starting to be summer, so the dress code is uh, is a bit lighter. But uh, yeah, during the weekend, etc., I quite enjoy wearing something else as well. So it's summer, right? Well, we kind of say it's summer in England as well. Um, what is your dress sense for the summer? Um, keep stuff uh, light as possible, comfortable. Obviously, because I really think that if you are not comfortable in the, what you are wearing, yeah. it's impossible to look good. Um, yeah, play with texture, colors, um, have fun. Is this what that you actually, um, for summer, you will be doing this as well with textures or fabrics? Is that something? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, I like also wearing a vintage or sometimes because like I work in a bank, but the dress code is no quite like people comes with sneakers, etc. So I can allow myself to be a bit uh, less uh, formal. So wearing uh, seersucker or linen, 
or any of this kind of uh, fabric that uh, helps uh, the a fabric that breaks and that are light, so it's uh, it's quite uh, it's definitely better for summer. With um, with seersucker, um, seersucker is one of the most well known fabrics for summer. Is it, is it or is it just comes and goes? No, I think it, it's, I mean, it's definitely something pretty good for, for summer. After, it's definitely not something that we see that much in Europe, even less here in uh, Geneva. But Americans, indeed, uh, they wear it uh, since a very long time now, and it's never really out of fashion. And would it ever go out of fashion, do you think? No, I don't think so. I mean, like, it's just a material. So, like, uh, I don't believe really that it can uh, get out of fashion. With the elegant dresser, right, as you are, um, how do you always um, pick, you know, do you always put everything together a night before or is it just on the day? Um, I usually think about it the night before because I'm going to check like what's going to be the weather, what are my plans uh, at the office, do I have a meeting, do I have a dinner with friends afterwards or an event or whatever. So I usually think about it a little bit the night before, thinking about a piece maybe that I want to wear, yep. maybe a tie, maybe a jacket or whatever, and start constructing in my mind what I'm going to wear the day after, but uh, I don't take anything out uh, the day before I read. I mean, I can change my mind uh, in the morning, but uh, yeah, usually the, the thinking process uh, starts before. Wow. You know, um, it, it's I find it amazing when people like yourselves, right, actually think about dressing like a night before because I just, I can't do it myself. Uh, I don't know why. I just cannot do it. Um, I've tried, but it just doesn't work. And when I hear people, you know, like gentlemen like yourselves doing that, and that's why you guys look so well, you know, so dressed well, because you think about it. Is it something that, do you think in menswear, a lot of the guys are thinking about it more and more, how they should be dressed? Yes, definitely. I think that many of the people I talk with uh, that are, interested by uh, menswear often they 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 rethink uh, or they prepare even sometimes the what they're gonna wear the day before wow <laughs> for me it's more that uh, i want to be happy happy about what i'm gonna wear the day uh, after so uh, often i start the, the process or yeah as i say like uh, Often it really comes from a piece that I really want to wear, and uh, that's how it goes. Also, it's much more efficient in the, in the morning. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that is that case as well. Yes, um, like it's um, you wear suits, right? Yeah, it's yeah, suits, quite often. And there's like you know, do you think the suit because of COVID and everything has it changed a lot from COVID, from pre-COVID? to after COVID? I will say that uh, the suit didn't change, like the formality in a business environment definitely changed. Right. In what way? 
And it's more much more casually the fact that uh, people were out of the office like for quite a long time. Yeah. And it also it's a process that started long time before. Like COVID just helped to yeah, push it further. So basically almost no one really need to wear a seat, uh, suit for business or at the office unless a few specific uh, jobs, but it's really not so often. So I hope that in the future, people that uh, gonna wear suits not gonna wear it anymore just as a business attire or just because they have to, but mm. because they want to. Because I thought that, you know, before COVID, a lot of men were wearing less suits. That's what I thought. And I think COVID yes. just kind of helped. But I, but I thought that a lot of my friends that I know, they were wearing casual wear to the office. They weren't wearing suits like suits and a tie. The tie wasn't around. I mean, it, you know, before COVID, I didn't see some of my friends weren't wearing ties. And they had high professional jobs. So I just thought that, you know, how everyone says, oh, after COVID, everybody went casual. But I think before COVID, that people were going casual. That's true. That's true. Uh, that, that's why I say, like, it's, uh, it's something that started way before. It just, no. like, uh, COVID uh, absolutely didn't help uh, on that level. <laughs> no, it didn't, did it? It was, no, it's a totally different... I think that's a totally different another pod podcast about COVID and suits, you know. Um, how do you think the menswear is going at the moment? I mean, it's uh, quite incredible. Like, uh, there are so many people that you... I mean, the fact that uh, social media, internet really helps like, to spread the world and to get content so you can see people from literally all around the world that like to dress well. It's very easy to get a lot of information because if you mm -hmm. want to start, uh, if you want to start your journey into menswear, no, it's quite easy. Like there are so many blogs, so many things to read, so many videos to watch, so many people to follow. And also, more than ever, there are incredible uh, brands, uh, incredible little brands that start almost every day. Yeah. Uh, and it's quite easy to, to find them, to connect with them. So, yeah, it's, it's crazy now. You're in France, right? Are you in France? In Switzerland. In Switzerland, sorry. In Switzerland. And... How, what's the um, what is the um, way of style in Switzerland in menswear? Uh, it's not really interesting. Like uh, <laughs> people in Switzerland don't dress particularly well. They are not particularly well known for their taste or anything. <laughs> I guess that the the sweet German part mostly dress more like German and maybe here in Geneva we probably dress a bit more like French or Italian since yeah. both are very close yeah. uh, but not quite neither not quite mm, in Geneva East, I will say no actually in Geneva there are people that dress very well because wow. 
there are a lot of tailors that comes here right. uh, since a very long time, both from Sabiro or from Paris or from Italy. Yeah. The only thing is that in Geneva, for example, people that goes to those uh, tailor, yeah, you never see. You, it's impossible to see them in Geneva. They are in their car, they go to UN or they go to the embassy or something. They go back home and that's it. You never oh. see them. So how do you, so making tailored suits and all and tailored garments. So mm -hmm. the tailors come around and make the garments and that, and then they send it to you guys or is there tailors like proper tailoring places in Geneva? Uh, in Geneva, uh, tailoring, not really, but uh, there is a shirt maker. There is actually one shirt maker in Geneva that does uh, everything uh, here and by hand. Uh, mm -hmm. It's called uh, Rivenga, and it, it's the last one. But otherwise, no, there is not really, I mean, like, there are some company like Scabal or like this that does yeah. uh, made to measure, but there is no proper tailor. Uh, the fact is that like Switzerland have very the price are quite uh, high. Yeah. So the work of people are quite high, which I guess will the like if a craftsman were doing a suit in Geneva, well, it will cost like around minimum ten to twelve thousand. I will say. Wow. <laughs> so I don't think there is really a market for that. Or someone that will start here, like it's the price that maybe a few can, uh, can a few tailor uh, can do, but right. uh, because they are very well known in place and uh, renowned. So, where do you get your suits made and your garments made? Um, so, I went to Italy right. mostly. Yeah. Uh, in Naples and in uh, yeah. Florence. Yeah. Um, it's always nice. Like, I mean, it's it's not far from uh, here. Yeah. It's a nice weekend and yeah. uh, you meet incredible people. You eat well. It's sunny. So that's uh, really the perfect uh, the perfect things for, for during a suit. And with Italian suits making and tailoring, is it, is the craftsmanship still high or is it declining because they ha they can't get people to do or get more people to train them up and things like that? Because, you know, there's loads of parts of certain parts of the um, world. Tailoring is, is an art, right? And a lot of people don't yeah. want to, the next generation quite a, you know, it's not like before. Um, is it the same thing in Italy or? Um when you speak with Taylor, many of them, they're going to say that uh, it's not that easy that before to find people that want to work, but yeah. also it's often like still familial and small, uh, uh, small companies. So they can have their kids sometimes that they still want to work uh, in the industry or also something that is very important that you can see also for shoemaking etc they have a lot of asian people that comes to learn the craft in italy so i guess that tree helped them like to to don't completely fall apart wow um see because here it's it's like i feel like um tailoring in even in uk it's it's um mm. it's buzzing at the moment i've 
that's what I feel like. Um, but when you speak to certain tailors, they, they come out with things like, you know, apprentice, you know, if somebody takes their apprentice, you know, they don't stay long because it's, it's a lot of hard work in tailoring the knowledge and everything. So you feel like if, you know, is it a dying art? Because I hope it's not because it's my, one of my favorite passion is tailoring, but I'm hoping that, you know, it's not a dying art because of the next generation and because of the, the way the industry is going, because there's so many machines and this and that, and, you know, a lot of these uh, ways of things do, um, you know, achieving them. Yes. I think it's, it's not going to die now. Like uh, we saw like, uh, for example, uh, Liverano and Liverano that started the school a few years ago. Yeah. They have a lot of uh, young person that uh, still want to 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 work in the industry and do the work properly, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, like, I, I still have hope. You still it's have hope. It's a good sign. That, uh, <laughs> yeah, same it, here. It, it's I, a good. It's a good sign. I have hope as well. With that, I hope um, you know the next generations do take it up. What is your f- favorite? Style of menswear. Um, what uh, what do you mean by style? Like with your style, it's elegant, right? But is it what kind of timing is it like from the forties? Do you like, or is it the ivy that you like? Oh, um, I mean, like I can really have inspiration from a different era, like. Uh, I think there is uh, good things to take and uh, everywhere. It could be the cut, it could be some accessories, it could be just uh, the inspiration can come from uh, anything. Like when you watch, I, I, I enjoy as much seeing some 70s style in a movie than right. uh, more classic uh, and... Uh, more classic tailoring from the golden era in the 30s, 40s, or 50s from Hollywood, for example. So who who are you inspired by? Like, who's your inspiration? Um, don't we really have uh, any name or anything in particular? Because I really believe that you can take inspiration from uh, anything and from yeah. everywhere. Like, yeah. I believe that you can find beautiful things in everything and everywhere. Mm-hmm. So it could be someone that I cross in the street. It could be someone that I saw on Instagram. It could be a, a movie that I watched. It could be during a travel, some colors that you saw in the street or things like this that uh, inspire you to create a new outfit or to start thinking about some color combination or yeah. So, what colors do you think that doesn't work in menswear? Color comb- Actually, not color. C- color combination that doesn't work in menswear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that's a good question. Mm, that's actually a really good question. I think. Uh, 
<laughs> anyway, I'm going to say something, and tomorrow I'm going to see a note sheet uh, from someone that uh, did it very well. So I'm going to be like, okay, that <laughs> can work then. <laughs> <laughs> so which one is it? And do you, well, what's the color combination that doesn't work? Like, yeah, black and blue is not uh, really... Okay. It doesn't really work together to me. Okay, and any others? Um, another thing that often doesn't work is like doing a cameo with green. It's quite difficult because it's not like different kind of green. Green uh, don't really goes well together. Okay, it's much easier to do a cameo with blue, for example. Uh, yeah, um, the one color that I feel like that doesn't work for me in menswear is yellow and green i just don't like yellow and green together mm, yellow and green yeah it's it's it's, yes. it's quite strong as well yeah. and actually i think it depends if it's just like small yellow dots on a green tie or something like this it can work it's, it's but as an outfit double balance and subtlety yeah yeah but as an outfit i don't think it will work uh, it just it actually reminds me of um, we have um, packet of crisp, you know, as uh, <laughs> um, and it's normally cheese and onion, and it always reminds me of that. Every single time green I see green yellow, yellow yeah. it reminds me of cheese and onion. It's so weird. It's just stuck in my head. I can't seem to get rid of it. How do you think um, with the smaller brands that are coming out at the moment in menswear? Mm -hmm. How do you think? I mean, some of the smaller brands uh, have the most amazing um, creative work. Do you think um, compared to the larger tailoring menswear, do you think the smaller ones have a, you know, how do you feel like they, they're doing at the moment? Because of big names, big names are mm. everywhere on Instagram and everything. And there are some amazing smaller tailoring brands that you know are trying very hard to be in social media and everything and they they're doing what they can yes how do you feel of you know because it's really really difficult because the bigger brands have a lot of money right to do advertising and everything and the smaller yeah, brand doesn't so I how guess... do you guys how do you guys find out about the smaller brands It's often like uh, friends that uh, went, tried. It's um, it's uh, yeah, just uh, some uh, another client that you meet once and uh, that uh, tell you, oh, that's a really good place, etc. And within with Instagram or social media, obviously the bigger brand are easier to find, but they are still some ways to find smaller one. Yeah. Uh, also, there are like uh, a lot of, uh, still a lot of blogs or like this, like, uh, as I said before, common style or yeah. whatsoever that uh, talk sometimes about big brand, but also sometimes about smaller one. Um, so it's not impossible. It's not impossible for them, but uh, it's definitely not uh, easy. No. But also a one-man operation tailor uh, 
that works uh, alone, etc. Definitely don't need the same uh, amount of people uh, to work for as uh, Ralph Lauren or a bigger brand like this. It's just not the same uh, clientele or the same the same target. Yeah. Is it is it important, right, to read menswear blogs to be a menswear? I, I, no, I don't think so. Uh, I mean, I say that because it's how I <laughs> started being interested, and uh, yeah. that's how I went until until uh, that's how I, I started the journey and how I arrived here. But I don't think it's uh, necessarily important. After, it's never a bad thing. I think like when you are passionate, you want to know stuff. Yeah. You want to read things. You want you are interested by it. So like you read uh, what your friends say. You read uh, blogs. You do you some research on internet, or because once you see a picture of a guy that wears something, and you're like, ah, oh, but what is it? What is it? You want to know to get the address or whatever. So I think. If you are passionate, at some point you you read the things about the subject anyway. Yeah. Who's your favorite tailor? Um, I think uh, I mean like I tried a few, not uh, all. Yeah. So in the one that I try, I guess that my favorite is uh, the Sartoria Corcus in uh, Florence. Right. It's Japanese, and he came uh, in Florence long time ago now. And yeah, everything is like I like the guy, I like the cut, had always incredible vintage fabric. He really had an eye, and yeah, I'm, I'm like fully confident. Uh, I trust him like 100% when we do something. Does it go wrong sometimes um, putting outfits together? Yes, of course, <laughs> uh, definitely. Um, it's <laughs> I guess part of the process, like you need to try, like if, okay, okay. It's, imp- it, it's possible to put a gray suit, a white uh, shirt and uh, a blue tie every day. You're never going to go wrong like this. Yeah. But also I, I think that at some point it's not going to be really fun for you or really interesting in terms of uh, style. So definitely when you try things, uh, sometimes it it goes wrong. Sometimes you need to adjust, or sometimes it's uh, completely completely bad. Sometimes my wife is like, "What what what are you doing?" Like, <laughs> I'm like, "I'm trying something." <laughs> it doesn't always work, but what's important is like, yeah, I guess to try and to understand when something doesn't work, something works, and that's how you improve. Loic, I wanted to ask you a bit about your Instagram name and your, um, how did you, I can't even, I, I'm so sorry, I apologize, but I, being dyslexic, it's so difficult for me to, even, I should be trying this, but I'm not going to try it, <laughs> because it's so, it's, it's, um, I'm going to embarrass myself so much, um, so I would like to know, please could you, could you tell me how you pronounce it? <laughs> yeah, it's called Bien Lui en Apres. And it's actually definitely not an easy one to pronounce. Like, uh, and what does it's it a mean? French expression. Yeah. Uh, uh, that means like uh, that. Um, how can you say it? Uh, it means that uh, you did a good things. 
Oh, uh, if okay. you had two options, you take one choice and uh, that's the good one. So you can say bien lui en appris. Bien lui en appris. Don't have any explanation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. I was going to, I was just like, oh, I don't know how to pronounce it. I was telling my friend, Charles, I said, and he's been telling me how to pronounce it. It's like, oh, no, no, no. I, I don't think it's. I don't think it sounds right with the way you're pronouncing it, you know. <laughs> so going back to, um, okay, I want to ask you this question, right? Because you were talking about how sometimes when you try something on, you know, your wife actually says, really? And you say, yeah, I'm just trying it on. Do, yeah. do women, do we have better choice in what men should wear? No. Just, um, <laughs> um, it's a difficult uh, question. Uh, no, I, I don't. I don't think you have better choice. Like uh, for women, so you have different choice, different options, right? And you have more something that disappeared a bit. Like for men, you have more the right to have fun, the right to wear colors, the yeah. right to do all those kind of things. And for no, no, but what I mean is, sorry, I'm sorry, sorry, like, sorry, what I mean is, do we have a better way of thinking about menswear than you guys about menswear? So, as women, Ah, uh, yeah, so as women being menswear, apologies, I didn't didn't explain it properly. (laughs) Yeah, do you think we have a better view about menswear? Because you know, a lot of uh, men are women, women's wear designers. Um, yeah, 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 yeah you know, exactly. So, do you think women who are menswear designers, do you think we have a better view and choices, or do we push the men to wear color? And you know, um, I don't know if it's a better way to see it or not, but you definitely have another touch and another feeling, which is interesting. Right. Um, it, I, I never. It's actually something that I really want to try once, like to go to a woman tailor. Okay. Because I think it could be an interesting experience uh, that you can learn things from that experience because it's another point of view. Uh, the only thing is that there are not so much uh, woman tailor formats, right? but there are a few. Yeah. Uh, but it. I, I think it's it's definitely something really interesting, but uh, yeah, there are much more men that dress women than women that dress men in general. Yeah. <laughs> because I think we are a bit more daring with menswear, with color, with style. I think. What do you think? Yes, because I think it it's really because we don't have the same uh, education about clothes. And since a very long time, uh, women see that they can do a lot of things, a lot of different things, while men, uh, I guess it had been much less the case. But I think that we can uh, really have fun uh, as much as you. (laughs) Or at least we shall. So when your wife tells you, um, I don't think so, that doesn't look great, do you listen or do you like, no, 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 I just tried it? Uh, it depends. 
Okay. Sometimes, uh, sometimes I, I'm like, yeah, you are definitely right, and sometimes <laughs> I'm like, no, uh, I, I, I still believe that uh, it's it's okay like this. Sometimes I change my mind later as well. <laughs> <laughs> so when you guys go shopping, who who picks your clothes? Because sometimes a lot of the women pick the men's clothing. In certain uh, uh, that that uh, that no, it's definitely it's always me. Uh, okay. Sometimes I ask for her advice if uh, she thinks that it's all right, etc. Usually she agree with me. When she disagrees, it's more about the styling in general. Like it's because I try to do a layering with a different piece or something like this. But about the choice of uh, clothes, uh, we usually are on the same. Uh, <laughs> so who's your favorite designer menswear designer out there do you i mean apart from tailoring do you have any do you look at other menswear designers like at the shows and things like that mm, yes i not necessarily outside of uh, tailoring but uh, definitely bigger brands or bigger tailor that uh, did shows or things like this for example i mean like it, uh, the company disappeared, but Arnie's in, oh, yeah. uh, in Paris back in the days had uh, very interesting uh, things. Uh, and also, it's always interesting to see what designer does like in uh, in other sector, not necessarily classic uh, yeah. in a classic style, but uh, uh, but also. Uh, in other style because it, it can always be interesting to, to try something new it can always be inspirational or things like this you know how tailoring and and even with designers um, tailoring plays a big part in menswear do you think that will be do you think do you ever think that tailoring will take over design uh, <laughs> I'm quite, I'm, I'm quite convinced that uh, it won't like never again. Never again. Not like in the forties, how it was, or in the fifties. No, or even the sixties. No, I, I don't think it's gonna come back as much. Uh, just uh, time change. It not necessarily bad things or better things. Like no, you have much more option than before. You can yeah. dress in uh, plenty of different way, which was not always the case before. Um, after uh, I, I do believe that uh, tailoring is usually what splatter the most. Like it's also what was saying uh, Gibo uh, in uh, your previous podcast. Yeah. It's something that works well on men that had been tried and uh, and um, improved with time. So it's definitely something that works always on most of the men. The rest can work, but not always. The rest is interesting, but not always. Uh, it's less classic, but uh, I don't believe that uh, we're gonna go back in a world where everyone wears suit. Do you think? Or at least not like really tailoring. Maybe no. in uh, 150 years, we all gonna have a uniform. <laughs> Do you think it's the next generation <laughs> of um, the next generation? They're not very into tailoring. Uh, no, it depends. Actually, I see. Uh, but after it's a small world, like uh, mm. we are in a little bubbles where we talk with people that like it. So like, uh, obviously you discover young fellas and young uh, young people that uh, that really enjoy. Yeah. Uh, but 
if you if you look more globally uh, that's definitely not uh, the majority of uh, of bands look i'm going to ask you the last question right and this is bit, mm-hmm. um this might be a bit um touching a subject that may not be quite nice will you ever get tired of tailoring ah no no <laughs> Uh, I know it's a touchy subject, (laughs) (laughs) but no, you'll never get tired of tailoring ever. No, I can uh, want to wear something else sometimes. That's uh, for sure because, like, I don't think that it's necessary always the most uh, appropriate uh, things to wear. Like uh, when you're on holidays, it's not uh, always uh, practical. When you do sport, it's not always practical, and in fact. I like wearing like some military, I like mixing different things yeah. and style. But uh, I think that uh, yeah, always I'm I'm, I'm always going to be happy uh, at uh, any time to wear a good suit with a nice fabric tie and uh, things like this. Just because like sometimes you want to go for dinner or you have a party or something like this, and you want to look great. And I definitely think that if there is one thing that makes you look great is a suit, especially if uh, if it had been made for you by a tailor. Also, you have a very specific relationship or something uh, that had been made specifically for you because, like, you have the story, you meet you met the craftsman, so you had time there. It's full of memories as well. And it's more than just an object. That's what I mean. <laughs> And does it? And I, I presume wearing the tailoring garments and suits just makes you feel totally different. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, it makes you feel different. Like you can be more confident. You can. Uh, I don't know, but it had like some kind of uh, power. Yeah. So on that note, like I'd just like to say thank you so much for coming on to Men's Wear by Woman podcast. And uh, thank you. what you said about you. tethering was um, absolutely amazing because it's so true. Everyone I speak to says the same thing, that it makes you feel so different, that you cannot go away from it after receiving it. <laughs> yeah, once you, once you try, it's, uh, it's for life. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Lloyd. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. It was really nice. Thank you.